Hello, my sisters. It's another episode of the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis, and this is episode number 25, titled Why God Hates Emotional Abuse. Um, so we're going to be diving into scriptures in this episode to talk about what what abuse does to us, what makes it so evil, and why God completely hates, why God absolutely hates abuse. So um, sit tight and you're definitely going to learn a thing or two from this episode. I'll be right back after this. Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Welcome back. Let's get right into it. Um, so I'm going to be reading a verse from scripture. It's from 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse 7. Um, if you are a church person, if you grew up in church, or um, I suppose a lot of my listeners are faith-based people, um, you would know this verse, or at least would have, it would sound very familiar to you. So it says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I'm just going to dig right into this. Now, this, when you read this verse, maybe it really doesn't speak anything to you about abuse. Um, but recently I was just thinking about this verse and I'm like, it has absolutely everything to do with abuse. <laughs> it says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Think about it. What does emotional abuse do? What does it do to you? If you've been married to an abuser for any length of time, you would agree with me that there's a degree of unhealthy fear that comes upon you that you can't even explain. If your husband is someone that has this, you know, stellar public image, and a lot of them usually have that, you can't really explain to people that you are in some ways afraid of this person that you're married to. Because it just wouldn't sound logical. People would 
want to think, well, but why are you afraid of this person? And you might not really have answers. You might not really have the words to articulate why why you feel that way. And you don't want to look kind of crazy to people. So you don't even express that fear or intimidation. Yeah, it often um, shows up as intimidation. So when scripture says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, so who then gives us a spirit of fear? <laughs> I mean, that's it's pretty um, simple to answer that question. It's, it comes from the enemy. That spirit of fear, that spirit of intimidation comes from the enemy. Now, to you, it could look like your husband. It could look like the person that's abusing you. But the real source of that feeling of intimidation and fear is really the devil. So emotional abuse works against what God is trying to do in your life. Scripture says is God's giving us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And, you know, I was thinking about the scripture this past week. And I just saw it like never before. Like abuse brings the spirit of fear upon us. And then it takes out, it, it diminishes the power of God in our lives. It diminishes the love of God. I mean, like God's, nothing can take away the love of God in our lives. But you don't, when you're abused, no matter how much God loves you, it's almost like you, you don't feel loved. You, you, you have this sense of um, deprivation. You just, it, it's almost like you really can't touch that love because you have this fear, this in, intimidation, this cloud of darkness that seems like it prevents you from experiencing that love in its fullness. And then the verse also talks about a sound mind. So we're going to be unpacking this, this verse in the light of emotional abuse in our marriages. I'll talk a little bit about my experience. Um, so how did this spirit of fear play itself out in my marriage? I'll tell you, it was really subtle. <laughs> My husband, you know, was, I mean, still is, but I mean, I'm separated now. So, but he was someone that if you weren't married to him, he just looked like the picture perfect husband. He looked like the, the kind of husband every christian woman would want because he had this image of being you know reserved intelligent successful not only um not only successful in his career but you know someone that that has the deep knowledge of scriptures is a pastor is charismatic you know when he when he preaches 
I mean, everything about him was like to be desired, at least from a Christian standpoint. So, and also he had this, um, should I call it a personality? Because, you know, when with these abusers, you don't even really know what their personality is. They're, they're something else in the public eye and they're another thing entirely behind closed doors. But at least from everyone's perspective, he looked like someone that's reserved, introverted and all of that stuff. You know, someone that's very simple. And I, while I'm also introverted, I'm not like a hundred percent introverted, right? I'm still someone that loves to have fun, someone that's a bit outspoken. Um, so in that sense, it looked like opposites attract kind of thing. But looking at us as a couple, people would have never thought that my husband was the kind of person that could evoke fear in anyone. I mean, like in anyone at all. He didn't look like someone that could intimidate anybody. He, he just didn't seem to have that kind of presence. So when I came out and I started letting people know that this is what I've been going through for years, I've been, you know, walking on eggshells in my own home and my husband intimidates me into silence and is cruel to me. People just had a, they had a hard time understanding that or even believing that because my husband just never came across to them as that kind of person. And this is classic with abusers where, you know, they look, some of them, even, you know, in the public eye, some of them, they just look so gentle. They look like people that cannot even hurt a fly. And if you're married to an abuser who, who, who uses like very covert tactics where they are not, you know, they're not openly arrogant or any of that stuff, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So people were confused <laughs> by what I was telling them about my abuser. And it's with covert emotional abuse, it's so insidious, it's so eating that even the person who's been abused, it takes you a long while. It does take you time to really recognize that you're being intimidated by this person or that this person feeds you with fear. You know, it, it does take a while. You just wake up one day and you realize that you're not at ease when your abuser is around. It took me a while to realize that I felt some level of peace. Like if my husband was out of town for work, I felt some level of peace that seems to diminish when he returns. It took me a while to figure that out. It was so, it was so subtle. And I really couldn't even explain why. Because he wasn't like physically abusive or anything. So I really, really, really couldn't explain. And that makes it that much difficult 
to explain to people when you don't even have the words to explain it to yourself, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay, so there's just, I strongly believe that it's, there's a spiritual component to it. You know, fear isn't just, it's, it's not just an emotion that we feel. It's act, there's actually a spirit behind it. If the scripture says God has not given us the spirit of fear, it means there is such a spirit called fear. All right. Okay. So it's, it, it, it from the, from that scripture, we can see that it's something that comes from the enemy. It comes, it's not normal. Some of us grew up in cultures where it was normal for a wife to have a certain degree of fear for her husband, you know, for the children to have some fear for their parents or for the father. It's that is ungodly. It really is ungodly. You know, scripture says that there is no fear in love. Absolutely no fear in love. So when we're living in some degree of fear or intimidation with the person that, you know, professes to love us, <laughs> do not be confused. It's absolutely abnormal to have that kind of fear or intimidation overing over you in a relationship where, you know, there should be so much love. Okay, I'll move on from the spirit of fear thing. So it says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And I like how the Amplified Bible even puts it. Amplified Bible says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear. So that breaks it down even further. So if you're if if you are very timid in your relationship with your husband, that's not of God. There's nothing godly about that. Do not let anybody tell you otherwise. Do not let anybody trick you into believing that the way to be a godly wife is to be timid in your husband's presence. There is, that is, you know, Bible says we should come before God boldly, come boldly before the throne of grace. So if God encourages us to approach him with boldness, why would we be timid before our husbands? That is not of God, it's of the enemy. Okay, enough said about that. Um, so it says God has given us spirit of power. A spirit of power. Let me pause there for a moment. A spirit of power. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of us. Think about that. The Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead after he had been dead for three days. That same spirit. Just imagine how powerful the Holy Spirit of God is. Imagine how potent it is. How dynamic. How strong. And that same spirit lives on the inside of you. Now, I want you to think about your marriage. Think about your relationship with your husband. 
and just try to think are there when you think about your relationship with your husband what role does the holy spirit play in your relationship and i don't know if you understand that question but i'll i'll try to to expatiate on that when scripture says the holy spirit lives on the inside of us what's the holy spirit all about the holy spirit speaks not only of meekness and gentleness it also speaks of power when you carry power on the inside of you you are not intimidated you are not living in fear fear that cannot even be explained at least not logically so if you find yourself being overcome by the spirit of fear or intimidation that holy spirit that lives inside of you hasn't left god does not take away his spirit from you it's only that it's it, it just means that it's not been allowed to fully express himself in you so god gives us the spirit of power and abuse suppresses it isn't that just pure evil abuse suppress it i mean don't misunderstand me you know it's i'm not saying that the holy spirit in our lives is suppressed but it's not he's not he's not allowed to fully express himself in us it's like you know your you your life there's a throne i like to use this analogy a lot there's a throne of your life right and only one person can sit on that throne part time so what abuse does is it comes into your life and it says oh no god god doesn't have to sit on this throne this throne the holy spirit doesn't have to rule from this throne and it takes over that throne that is what abuse does you know religion teaches us that oh the way to be godly is to just submit 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 to everything so in your marriage submit to your husband submit 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 until <laughs> you know the 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 sad thing is when you're married to an abuser and you continue to submit 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 you're actually submitting to the enemy you know that's something that they don't teach us you are submitting to the enemy you are opening the gateway to the enemy to bring in that spirit of fear you are not able to live the life that god has called you to live you find that you begin to settle because you're trying to keep peace and the more you try to keep that peace you find that that peace evades you you know so abuse kind of takes over the throne of our life it it's like the weapon that the enemy uses 
to take charge of that throne and say, hey, I'm in charge here. Now, that verse also talks about love, which I've touched on a few minutes ago. God's given us not only the spirit of power, but of love. When you hear love, what comes to mind? You know, for abused wives, we don't feel we we feel unloved but maybe we don't feel that way 100% of the time and that's why we stay in this toxic relationships for so long because we keep lying to ourselves that you know this person I'm married to is not completely bad oh there's a good side of him that I fell in love with blah 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 <laughs> but the truth is You know, I say this over and over on this show. When an abuser is doing the right things and are doing quote-unquote loving things, you must never forget that they're still an abuser. They're, They're just an abuser having a good day. When you're married to an abuser, your understanding of what love is becomes distorted. For a lot of us, we were lavished with so much attention when this person was dating us. Or maybe at the beginning of our marriage, we were like lavished with, it was like this person was almost worshipping the ground that we were walking on, right? And we thought that was what love meant. And that was why we fell for this man and married them. But that's not what love is really about. So when when we are abused, and when I say abused now, I'm not even talking about just in marriage. For some of us, we grew up in families where we had one abusive parent or even maybe two abusive parents, or it could have been siblings or whatever. It doesn't matter. But when you when you have that kind of upbringing, your understanding of love becomes so distorted. Where you think that when someone is harming you, it's still an expression of love. And then on the other hand, you also believe that when someone is worshipping you, that is what love is. That's not healthy love. That's not the God kind of love. So, Abuse distorts our understanding of love. And that's why we we still think that this person that's abusing us psychologically and emotionally still loves us. People whose understanding of love isn't distorted don't think that they are being shown love by someone who's abusing them. And then the third thing that that verse talks about that God gives us is a sound mind. The Amplified Version of the Bible calls it sound judgment and personal discipline. Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. 
Does that sound like you or no? Because when you're in an abusive relationship, um, one of the things that you lose over time is a sound mind. And when I say a person loses sound mind, I'm not trying to say they become schizophrenic or any. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But in the context of that relationship, you feel like you don't have a sound mind. You feel like your ability to reason things out, your ability to make the most simple decisions is being hampered, for lack of a better word. Like, you almost feel like a child, like you can't make some very simple decisions for, for yourself. And this happens slowly over time. Because your abuser um, gaslights you. I believe I've talked about what gaslighting means in, um, I don't know, several episodes back. But essentially, if you don't know what that means, you could search that on Google. But gaslighting is when someone denies your reality. They try to distort your reality. So when you know something for sure, they try to confuse you by saying what you think you know isn't, it's exactly not what it is. And abusers do this on purpose. So if they say something and you're like, but you said this yesterday, they'll be like, no, I never said that. Not because they don't remember saying that. They're just lying so as to confuse you and make you think you're going crazy. So when they continue to do that over time, you begin to gaslight yourself. You begin to doubt your own recollection of things. You begin to doubt your own memory. You begin to doubt your own abilities, your, your, your ability to remember things. And then that kind of translates into you doubting your ability to make sound judgment. You don't, you're not at peace. You're not able to experience calmness. You begin to live in so much anxiety. Anxiety becomes your normal. You don't, you're not even aware that you're anxious. That's how bad it gets where you're living in a constant state of anxiety and you don't even know it. Cause when a person is living in a state of anxiety and they are aware, they can at least seek help. But when you're living in a state of constant anxiety and you don't even know because it has become your normal, then that's really sad. So it takes away from you this ability to make even the simplest decisions. If you have children, you find that you feel... You don't feel confident in your ability to parent your own children. So even when you do things for your children or you make some decisions, your abuser would come around and and discredit what you're doing or saying, oh, you're, you're not doing the right thing. And sometimes they would even do discredit your uh, 
your efforts or discredit your parenting right in front of your children. So that kind of behavior just makes you feel small. And then after a while, you yourself begin to gaslight yourself and tell yourself that, you know, I'm not a good mom. I'll never be a good mom. And those are ideas that your abuser has put in your mind. And then it starts playing, you know, on repeat in your mind, even when your abuser is not around. So, um, this is all I have for you on this episode. I would really encourage you to go read that scripture in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Read it in the Amplified Version and think about how it fits, how it speaks to your situation. If there's anything that I've spoken about on this episode that resonates with you, let me know. We're still on Facebook. The group is called When Marriage Hurts. Um, come join the group. You can post on there anonymously if you don't feel comfortable posting publicly you can post anonymously or you can even send me a direct message on there you can also send me a direct message on instagram at when marriage hurts i would really really love to hear from you if you've heard anything from this episode or any other episode that you've listened to that really resonates with you i want you to know that i pray for you all the time And I want you to always remember that God loves you. God is not pleased that you are being abused. God has a a better plan for you that the enemy is trying to thwart and destroy. So I want you to always remember that God is not pleased and he's not glorified in the fact that you have been abused. His love for you never fails. It never fails. And it will never leave you nor forsake you. Even when you feel abandoned, even when you feel alone and lonely, know that the Spirit of God is always with you. Do have a wonderful week ahead. God bless you. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts, When Marriage Hurts, and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.